Welcome everyone, we are about to begin Be'ezes Hashem, Shalom Bayis, Shir number 40, email address shalombayis777 at gmail.com. The Yalka, the Medrash says that Ashes Paitifar, the wife of Paitifar, got so angry at Yosef, because Yosef was refusing her advances, that she wanted to take revenge. And her plan was to tell everyone, all her friends, that Yosef um, tried to be mezana with them too. She asked her friends to tell their husbands that Yosef tried to seduce them as well. And that's what happened. And the ministers came to Petifar, told him what their wives had said about what Yosef was trying to do to their wives. The ministers said, though, that you paid money for him, so don't kill him. Put him in prison. Paitifar wanted to kill him anyway. What happened? Osnas, the daughter of Paitifar, saw this. He, she knew that Yosef was innocent and that his mother was lying, that her mother was lying. So Osnas secretly went to Paitifar and confided in him and told him what the truth was, that his wife is lying and Yosef is innocent. Now Shem saw, and so he didn't kill him, and he put him in prison instead. Hashem saw this, what Asnas did, and said to Asnas, because you did this chesed, and you judge Yosef favorably, all the shvatim that I will raise from Yosef will come from you. You will marry him, and you'll become a mother of those shvatim. This concept of judging favorably applies most crucially in marriage. Each one needs to have faith and be loyal to one another. Each must help one another in every possible way. Just as Osnas was faithful and loyal to Yosef, and as a wife to help her husband, to encourage him, to be loyal to him, to feel fortunate that she is married to him with the flaws and all, and that she prays and hopes deeply that he is matzliach, that he succeeds, and when he's feeling down, she does everything she can to pick him up. And the other way around too, for the husband towards his wife. Words like this, try again, I have faith in you, I know you can do it. Never say things like, you will never succeed, everything you do is a flop, or anything that discourages, or anything that breaks him down, or her down. And such a wife is a true asset to her husband. Most men who are matzliach in life, it's because it's their wives that encouraged them and believed in them. That's what Ezek and Negdoi truly means. They never belittle their husbands. They never discourage them from attaining their goals. Now, they could give them sometimes, you know, like guidance. And if, if she sees that he's going, you know, into a pitfall, she'll do what she can to protect him from it. Um, so, so basically, that's a tremendous yisaid. That's one yisaid. Another yisaid, also relating to Yosef, we see that Pari removed his ring from his hand and gave it to Yosef. And he earn, earned that reward because he refused the advances of Paitifar's wife. And the Medrash the med- says, the mouth that didn't kiss and sin, it says, by your mouth you will feed the whole nation. The neck that didn't cling to sin, 
placed the gold chain around his neck, the, the hand that did not touch in sin, and he placed the ring on Yosef's hand, the body that did not cling to sin, he dressed him in garments of fine linen, the feet that did not steep in, step in sin, sin will ride on the chariots, the thoughts that did not were not used for sin, he will be Zeicha to be Avrech. Avrech means the father of wisdom and young in years. So you see the Medrash goes into each limb in detail. The schar that Yosef received for each limb, limb by limb, to emphasize how difficult the test was for Yosef. Take into consideration these facts. Number one, he was not married. Number two, he was alone in a foreign land with no one to supervise his actions. Number three, he was young and able-bodied. Number four, he was entirely alone with a woman who was doing everything possible to have relations with him. And this is why he earned the label Yosef HaTzadik, because it was only through his tremendous self-restraint that saved him from being entrapped by Petifar's wife. The extent of his efforts can be understood by what Chazal say, that she did not wear the same clothes in the evening that she wore in the morning, she was doing everything possible to make herself extremely attractive to him so that Yosef would succumb and give in. And on that day, um, he, she f- planned her final attack, pretending to be ill, being alone with him, confident that he would surely, surely would give in, but he did not give in. And that's why Yosef was rewarded for every single limb that he did not use for the Aveira, the mouth, neck, hands, body, feet, thoughts, he had to struggle with each and every one of these aspects, his limbs and his thoughts, and he gave up on all of that, and he gave up on that physical pleasure to remain connected to Hashem, to become, to stay dedicated to his Yiddishkeit, and to remain and to keep himself to be a Shevet in Klai Yisrael. We can learn from Yosef. His thoughts remained pure. He guarded not just his actions, but his words and also his thoughts. And we can do the same. We need to take the advice of the Rambam, who says that during uh, that turning your thoughts to words of Torah, by widening your mind and heart with the wisdom of Torah, then thoughts of Arias will diminish, and ultimately they will go away. Because, the Rambam says, thoughts of forbidden relations will only dominate in a mind that is empty of wisdom. Contaminating ourselves with thoughts of forbidden relations is dangerous to our spiritual health. In truth, and we'll talk about this in future shiurim, that it's dangerous even for our physical health. It's dangerous even for our emotional health. That's true even by non-Jews too. Easily demonstrated as we will talk in later shiurim. And we can avoid all these terrible things, physical, spiritual, emotional, by occupying our minds with thoughts of Tyra thoughts of Yerushalayim, and even with thoughts of just simply constructive, positive, productive things. The halacha that a person needs to watch his thoughts apply to marital relations as well. Even in the early days, where men had pilakshim, or they had more than one wife, the halacha states that you're not allowed to think of any other woman, even another woman that's permitted to you, like a Pelegesh or a second wife in those days, you could only think of the wife that you're with now, the human being that you're with now, that you're having relations with now. 
You, you, you must focus on her only. And that's true even if you had other pilakshim or wives that were mutter to you. Certainly in our days, and for many reasons and for good reasons, and we're going to talk about this later too, that there's no pilakshim, no second wife, um, so, and one only has one life, wife, then certainly during marital relations, he only thinks of her and nobody else. Um, I'll just tell you an interesting joke. Uh, my wife overheard it. One man told another man, you know, that we have to be mother the cherem of Rabbeinu Gershom and allow people to have two wives. The other guy says, why is that? He responds, because you, could only live, you can't live on one income anymore. That's, of course, a joke. But there's many deep reasons why, in these days, Hashem wants it that a person should only have one wife. And um, the wife needs to understand this too, that she has the key to open up the kaychais and the abilities of her husband. And we'll talk about that in the next year.